Lord of glory, you have brought us with your life, blood as the prize. Never grudging for the lost ones to sacrifice. Son and Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended thee, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them, and I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this your confession, I by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in this stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me, to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and my foes, it is they who stumble and fall. One thing I have asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Glory be to God on praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee, we glorify thee, we give thanks to thee for thy great glory. O Lord God, heavenly King, God the Father Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. Takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sin of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For thou only art holy, thou only art the Lord. Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art Messiah in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you.
let us pray. O Lord, grant that the course of this world may be so peaceably ordered by your governance that your church may joyfully serve you in all godly quietness through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. The Old Testament lesson for this, the fourth Sunday after the Trinity, is written in the 50th chapter of the first book of Moses, commonly called the Genesis, beginning at the 15th verse. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, it may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil that we did to him. So they sent a message to Joseph saying, your father gave this command before he died. Say to Joseph, please forgive the transgressions of your brothers and their sin because they did evil to you. And now please, Forgive the transgression of the servants of the, of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. Do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Atone for our sins for your name's sake. Why should the nation say, where is their God? Help us, O God, of our salvation. For the glory of your name, deliver us. The epistle lesson is written in the eighth chapter of St. Paul's letter to the church at Rome, beginning at the 18th verse. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation awaits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and obtain the freedom of the glory of the sons of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in pains of childbirth until now. Not only the, only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we await eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks. Thanks be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. You have sat on the throne, giving righteous judgment. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in time of trouble. Alleluia.
Holy Gospel is written in the sixth chapter of St. Luke, beginning at the 36th verse. Glory be to thee, Lord. Jesus said, Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Given, it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back unto you. He also told them a parable. Can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take out the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck that is out from your brother's eye. This is the Gospel of the Lord. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Get me the string to do With ready heart and willing Whatever you command My calling here fulfilling That I do what I should While trusting you to bless The outcome for my good For you must give success Keep me from staying words That later need recalling Guard me lest idle speech My lips filling but when within my place I must and ought to speak Then to my words give grace Lest I offend the weak Let me win win my foes With kindly words and actions and let me find good friends For counsel and correction Help me as you have taught To love both great and small And by your Spirit's might To live in peace with all let me depart this life Confiding in my Saviour By grace receive my soul That it may live forever And let my body have A quiet resting place Within a Christian grave And let it sleep in peace And on that final day When all the dead are waking Stretch out your mighty hand My deadly slumber breaking then let me hear thy voice Leave frame The name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit By and large, the, um, the guards on the farm, like guards everywhere at Cab Uantuan in the Philippines, were not very swift. The cream of the Imperial Japanese Army was off fighting somewhere. And these were the dregs. They were the misfits. They were the, the out to pastures and the callow use. They were not the best. And the Americans had their own names for the guards. There was Liverlip, Webfoot, Charlie Chaplin. There was Little Speedo, Beetlebrain, Simon Legree, and Eleanor, who was a bucktooth 
Japanese who the Americans swore looked very much like the first lady. And then there was many, many who was a Japanese uh, guard who always demanded many, many bows, many, many bows from the American prisoners. But the one they hated the most was a Japanese guard by the name of Air Raid. Air Raid was strong, thick, and dense. He had eyes like an eagle. He missed nothing. And he was usually the one that took you out on, took the prisoners out onto the farm to work the crops. Work the crops while you were starving to death. Because that's what the soldiers were doing. They were slowly starving to death. The American survivors of the death, the Batan death march. Because that's who these men were. An air raid made sure that not one pod from a pea, not one piece of fruit, not one vegetable root was, was taken by the prisoners and snuck back to their barracks because if he caught you with anything you're not supposed to have, he had a thing called the vitamin stick, which was a pickaxe handle, and he would just beat you senseless with it. And he really enjoyed it. He was a sadist. He, he really did enjoy doing that. Real predator. But there was one guard who they loved. Every, every prisoner on the farm there in the Philippines, in the, in the prisoner of war camp, hoped they, hoped they would end up with a guy named, they called Big Speedo. Big Speedo was demanding, but very fair. He, he, had, he had been known actually to strike down other Japanese guards who were cruel to the Americans. Big Speedo was sober-minded, conscientious, and a former cop from Osaka. And he followed the rules, and he had no tolerance for predation, none. With Big Speedo, the farm detailers, the American prisoners could talk. They could even joke among themselves. As long as they got their work done, they were fine. They could even sing, and often did. Now, Big Speedo treated the American, the American prisoners with respect and kindness, and especially with mercy. He was a merciful guy. And that's what Jesus wants from us. He wants us to be merciful to each other, to those around us, even our enemies. That's why Jesus says in today's gospel lesson in Luke 6, 36, he says, be merciful just as your Father also is merciful. Be merciful just as your Father is also merciful. What an amazing statement, isn't it? God wants us to be merciful. In the ancient Greek, this word merciful is not the common word, Elieus, for mercy. It's a different word. It, 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 it's similar to Elieus, from which we get curie eleison in the liturgy, but it, it, it has a little bit of a different nuance. It, it, it has a little bit more of a sense of being, being extra sympathetic, uh, of being sympathetic in the sense that you have grief and sorrow for the other person and what they're going through, and that your sympathy is a sympathy that's ready to help them. You see, in the New Testament, mercy is one of the major themes of, of the New Testament. It's one of the major things in the New Testament. That's why Jesus says in Matthew 9, 13, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. And that's really profound, isn't it? Because in all of our relationships with each other, right? Don't we sin against each other all the time? Don't we really, all of us, need mercy? I know I do. Yeah, we all need mercy, don't we? I mean, maybe that's what Jesus was going after when, when, he, 
when he was, you know, he, when he was in that situation where the woman was caught in adultery, right? And they were getting ready to stone her to death. And then Jesus kind of walks up into this thing where, where this woman's about to be stoned to death for adultery. And Jesus says to the crowd, he says, he who is without sin among you, let him pick up the first stone to throw at her. He that is without sin. I mean, when we consider how we treat the, the people around us in our lives and how we treat each other, is there anyone in this it, it, here that is without sin? I know I'm not. Therefore, mercy is at the core of Jesus' ministry. It, it, is, it is at the very center of Jesus' theology. That, that's the conviction, at least, of Martin Luther he has. He really believes that, that mercy is, is the motivator of everything that God does. It, it really flows from mercy. And sure, God is the lawgiver. Sure, God is the judge. Sure, God is the creator. All these things. But it's really mercy that is at the very core of everything Jesus does. It's mercy. That's the reason why when Luther preached on this very gospel lesson that I'm preaching on this morning, he wrote these words. He said, the world's norm is to repay good with evil. But a Christian ought, Luther writes, maintain a helpful, charitable attitude and show kindness even to the wicked, even to those who do not deserve it, right? To be helpful to good people, to show kindness, you know, you know even to the wicked, but to be helpful to good people, to serve one's friends, it's easy. It's easy to do that, Luther writes. You know, even murderers are kind to their friends. Unbelievers can be very compassionate, very friendly, very helpful, as long as they receive a reciprocal response from those around them. As long as they're receiving reciprocity for their good deeds, they're, they're very much willing to keep doing those things. But when there's no, no reciprocation, when people aren't giving the good back to them that they're giving, then, those, then that kindness dries up like a... Like a like water running out into the desert sands, Luther writes. But the Christian must not be this way, Luther writes. He says, no, we must be like the well that never runs dry, like, like the spring that never ceases to flow, even in the drought. And Luther goes on to say, he says that it doesn't bother me that people don't return my good, my good words to them or my good actions to them with evil, doesn't bother me at all. I will continue to do good. Because you see, God in heaven, it is he who will repay the evil of those around us. It's not our job to repay them. It's not our job to punish them. It's God's job. And he will repay. In fact, Luther writes, he has so many devils, so much water, fire, obstacles, rocks, plagues, pestilences, with which to punish. Evil will not go unpunished, but I will retain a gentle, compassionate heart, he writes, ready to assist, ready to help, because that is the Christian heart, the Christian love that God calls us to, to have. And Luther's right. God has called us to be merciful to each other, what other what, what, regardless of what other people do. We are to be merciful whether others around us deserve it or not. Because the truth is, none of us deserve it. That's the truth. Who deserves God's mercy? None of us. 
Yet a Christian, the Christian can be merciful, the authentic Christian is merciful, because everything we have, everything we have comes from the one God, the Son, Jesus Christ, God the Son, who, is, who shows his mercy to us. And that while we are his enemies, while we are his dedicated foes, he dies for us upon the cross, he bears our sins upon the cross. He's put to death in our place in the greatest act of mercy in all history. That's how God demonstrates his love for us, as Paul says in Romans 5, verse 8, that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. And when we understand this, it breaks our heart, doesn't it? When we understand the the enormity of our sin and and the unmerited mercy that God gives to us, it does, it breaks our hearts and forces our hearts to become contrite. And, and you know, and the amazing thing is that a broken and contrite heart, O oh Lord, thou will not despise, Psalm 51, 8, 51, 17. No, God is near to the brokenhearted. He, he saves those with a contrite spirit. In fact, it says in Psalm 147, 3 that he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. He binds them up. Therefore, we must understand that because God is merciful to us, because he will not break a bruised reed, he will not quench the smoking flax that is our faith, so we must also be this way to each other. We must be merciful as our Father in heaven is merciful. Because in God's eyes, our faith is pathetic. It's like a little fire that put too much wet leaves have been put upon and just kind of smokes there and sputters and, and is really worthless. But God doesn't write that faith off. No, he doesn't. He, he, he nurtures it and, and strengthens it so that it's a mighty fire. No, our God, our merciful God is the God who who notices the the publican in the back who who won't raise his eyes to heaven but just almost groans in his spirit and he says in words that are only audible really to God, be merciful to me as sinner. And that is the one that God sends home forgiven. You know, when David was confronted by Nathan the prophet, for murdering one of his generals, for you know, committing adultery, you know, and betraying, betraying his wife, led to the death of the child. He said, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan replied, the Lord hath taken away your sin. You will not die. Yes, even when we pray like Ezra, Oh my God, I am ashamed and and embarrassed to lift up my face to you, my God, because my sins are higher than in my head. Our guilt has reached to the heavens, yet God mercifully forgives us. And that's why his mercy is actually an action of his his salvation. It's, It's God's eschatological act. It's his act of recreating the world, in other words. And we see, this, we see this articulated by St. Paul when he writes to Titus in chapter three, it is not by works of righteousness that we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing 
of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit whom he poured out to us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. You see, because everything that Christ did upon the cross, his victory over sin, death, and the devil is is embedded and immersed in the baptismal fawn, in the waters of holy baptism, so that when when we look into the waters of holy baptism, we see the salvation of God staring up at us. So that when we're baptized, our sins are engulfed and drowned in that, in that red sea of God's vengeance against sin, death, and the devil, and we are delivered safely out into the dry ground of everlasting life. That's why Christ told Nicodemus that we are born again of water and the Spirit. Yes, through baptism we gain eternal life. Through baptism we know that God has had mercy upon us and has forgiven us all of our sins, even though the wages of our sins is death. In baptism, Christ takes that death away from us and gives us his eternal life. Which is why Jesus says in today's gospel lesson, you must be merciful just as your Father is merciful. In Jesus' name, amen. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I don't know.
good to see you all today here. Um, just wanted to, um, we are doing Sunday school, uh, and there's a way to get on there. That the, the way to get on to it on Zoom is right there. That's kind of what all the churches in Farab right now are doing, uh, doing that virtually, and you're certainly welcome to tune in onto that. Um, we also uh, have, uh, uh, we're going to, we also have several, you know, people on our prayer list. Some are still need to be prayed for, some don't. It came to our attention for a service that somebody need to be taken off. So if you know somebody that could be taken off, just let me know. Uh, that would be great so that we can make that list more up to date. And uh, is it okay, Paige, if I talk about your prayer request? Is that okay? Okay, so, um, you know, we've had, uh, so far uh, this week, it's come to my knowledge that we've had several of our members been exposed to COVID. It's no, been no one that's come to church uh, in, in recent weeks, it's, but, it was, but we do have several members that have been exposed. I don't know on the test results for most of them. They're, they're, that's still, um, you know, we're still waiting to find out. Uh, but it's no one that's been to church in the last, let's say, month or last several weeks at least. Um, so I don't think you have anything to worry about. But we, that's why I'm trying to wear a mask, though, and we're trying to still be careful uh, because right now, Farrop is a bit of a hot spot. I, I, I know from talking to... Um, people that are in authority in the local, in, in, at Thomas, that they're very busy. Uh, there's a lot of cases coming in, okay? And um, so just, I'm just letting you know. And uh, so that's the reason we're doing what we're doing. You know, God, God will keep us safe, but he also works through means. And sometimes that means might be gloves and a hand sanitizer and a mask in, inside the sanctuary that's possible as well. Um, Paige uh, uh, and Jonathan just shared with me this morning that uh, Yolanda, that, that, that uh, Paige's aunt, is that right, your aunt? Your aunt Yolanda, and then her uh, uh, cousins, Wendy and Kayla and Lauren, is that correct? Those are your cousins? I'm sorry? And Peyton. And Peyton and, and nephew have all, uh, been, um, all, have all been tested positive for the COVID-19. So they're in Mississippi, so they all have it. So we need you to pray for them. Um, and um, so, and there are others in our parish, like I said, that haven't been here, uh, but they, we, we need to pray for them. I'm not, I'm not at liberty to, to, to tell you their names yet, but, they're, but, I, but I can just assure you they've not been in church in the last several weeks. Uh, and this, this exposure just happened recently, like in the last week. So um, just letting you know on that. So um, anyways, good. Well, the Lord, Lord be with you. And just one more thing, so when you come for communion, if you're, if you're in the same family, you can certainly sit as tight as you want, but, but try, to, try to leave some space between you and the other, the other people. And then we don't have the rail up in the center, so what we'll do is I'll dismiss this side when you're, when you're done, and, and then I'll dismiss that side when, when you're done. So that just kind of will speed up the process a little bit. The Lord be with you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord for the peace that is from above and for the well-being of the churches of Christ and the godly unity of all Christendom. Let us pray to the Lord for this holy house and for those who in faith, piety, and the fear of God worship, offering their worship and praise. Let us pray to the Lord 
For Matthew and Eric, our shepherds and bishops in Christ, for all pastors and teachers and all people, let us pray to the Lord. For our nation and all our people, for our president and Congress, our governor and legislature, our judges and magistrates, and all who serve in public office, let us pray to the Lord. For the sick and the sorrowing, for those who mourn, for those who need in distress, for the homebound and the infirm. Especially we pray for Eddie and Norma, for Kim and Ray and Suzette. We pray for Jackie and Bob and Paul and Marga. We pray for Chris and Gail, Therese and Mary and Clayton and Meredith. For James and George, Larry Dean and Earl, Suzette and Bob, Mallory and uh, uh, Mark. For Jennings and Hank, Sandy and Owen. For Bonnie, Sue and, and Megan, Isaac, Haley and Smitty and Stella and Marilyn. We pray also for Patty and Cecil, Michelle and Carl, Karen and Jimmy, for Tina and Ainsley, Richard and Kevin, for Colleen and Ron, Carolyn and Mary Ellen, for Brian and Natalie, Thelma and Jesse, for Ralph and Theo, uh, for, uh, for uh, Easton and Janice, Doug and Fallon, Colby, Jamie, Audra and Francis, we pray for the families of our parish who mourn, especially the Carnahan family, the Tryon family, the Nolings family, the Linden family, the Ulrich family, the Dieterding family, the Whitfield family, the Koblis family, and the Bolton family. And we pray for those in service to our country's armed forces, especially for Paul Turner, uh, Paul and Caleb, Hayden and Mike. And we pray for all of our university students, including Emma and Stanley, Colleen and Griffin, for Noah and John and Katie and Dylan, for Audrey and Dylan, for Rosalind and Gage, Olivia and Sarah and Olivia. And we pray, Heavenly Father, also for those to whom death is drawing near and for us all, that when our last hour shall come, we may depart this life in the confidence of the sure faith, the consolation of a right, devout, and holy hope, and in the communion of Christ, holy church. Let us pray to the Lord. Recalling those who have gone before us in the faith and rejoicing to share with them the Sabbath rest which Christ has won for his people, that together with them we may be found faithful in the day of judgment and rejoice in the day of the resurrection of the dead. Let us pray to the Lord. We pray especially this day for uh, Yolanda, Wendy, Kayla, Lauren, and Peyton. Lord God, Heavenly Father, look down from heaven. Behold, visit, relieve thy servants, Yolanda, Wendy, Kayla, Lauren, and Peyton. We pray that, Heavenly Father, you will be with them as, as this time as they... Uh, battle the COVID. We pray that you will keep them safe, that you will heal them quickly, and that they will have no uh, ill effects from this pestilence. And we pray that you would also keep their family safe and those in their circle safe, that they will not get it. We ask this in Jesus' name, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all peoples. Allah, high to the height and the gent. Tiles and the glory of thy people, yes, 
Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. We give thanks to the Almighty God that thou hast refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we beseech thee that of thy mercy thou would strengthen us the same in faith towards thee and in fervent love towards one another. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. and keep thee. May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.